My guest today is me. That's right. It's a solo show, and I'm going to read Allegra Frank's review of Pokemon Let's Go, audiobook style. I'm your host, Dave Tack, and you are listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Pokemon has evolved time and again throughout the years, but one thing has remained core to the series. The quintessential pocket monster adventure is a portable one. As its universe has grown seven times over to encompass more distance, more regions, and more Pokemon, however, the franchise has started to feel cramped on these tinier systems. A foray onto consoles has felt more necessary with every expansion. Now, at 22 years old, Pokemon has finally found a console home with Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. Drawing on the very first Game Boy games and Pokemon Go, the mobile phenomenon, Pokemon Let's Go manages to be something that's nostalgic and new at the same time. But that doesn't mean it has totally escaped its more formulaic handheld trappings. In large part, developer Game Freak has just prettied up what's familiar for good and bad. Pokemon Let's Go is at once a look into the past, present, and future of the series. It's not quite a remake, but anyone who played the original Game Boy trio, that's red, blue, and yellow, will be able to jump right in with ease. Professor Oak of the Kanto region sends off a 10-year-old trainer on their first Pokemon journey, encouraging them to collect as many monsters and badges as possible while they fight their way to the Pokemon League. Accompanying the newbie trainer is their hometown friend, who becomes their rival, and both this frenemy and the region's eight gym leaders serve as the benchmarks of the trainer's progress. Almost beat for beat, Let's Go tells a familiar story. Exploring Pallet Town, Lavender Town, Caledon City, it's all muscle memory for someone like me, that's Allegra who wrote this review, a longtime Pokemon player who has revisited Kanto four previous times. What this adventure has going for it, though, is its sense of nostalgic whimsy. The Pokemon RPGs have almost always followed a strict pattern of catching, battling, collecting badges, capturing a tough legendary Pokemon, and fighting the strongest trainers of the region to become the champion. Subtle changes along the way have kept this from becoming completely stale, but the formula has made Pokemon feel predictable in the years since the Game Boy games. What helps Let's Go here is that these titles harken back to that time when the motions of Pokemon didn't feel so rote. They feel charming here, because replaying a tiny adventure on a much bigger screen recreates that original feeling of wonder. It also helps that the formula has several twists this time around. Not only is the Pokemon Let's Go optimized for a TV screen, bringing a sense of scale to the Pokemon and people in the world, as well as finer details to help build out Kanto, but it's also in some ways an amalgamation of some of the series' best parts. Trainer battles are business as usual, as are those in the eight gyms around the region. The benefit of the Switch's increased power makes these old-school experiences fresh. Gyms are lovingly designed and worth pouring over to see the specific type-appropriate elements. Trainer battles feel lively as each Pokemon on screen has dramatic animations to accompany their moves. Seismic Toss sends a Pokemon literally flying out of this world, for example. And Team Rocket, the enemy squad, has a lot of personality thanks to the appearance of the anime's hapless Jesse, James, and Meowth. That helps make the story feel important and fun to follow along with. The spirit of adventure is strong here, and so is the spirit of friendship. 
Bonding with Pokemon is an important element of the series, which is easy to forget with how many monsters are in the newer games. Constraining Let's Go to the 151 Pokemon of the Kanto region makes every Pokemon memorable, allowing for meaningful team configurations. The biggest bond is the one between the trainer and their starting Pokemon partner, which corresponds to whichever version you're playing. Allegra went with the Eevee edition, so she began the game with a friendly Eevee ready to attach itself to her shoulder. This Eevee will stay with her for the entirety of her adventure. It won't evolve, and it won't ever leave her side for a Pokeball or Pokemon box. Another Pokemon can follow both Eevee and Allegra around in the world, turning her solitary adventure into one starring a very cute trio. Talking to Eevee and her additional partner Pokemon of choice is so effortlessly charming, and it comes with battle bonuses too. Eevee will sometimes cure itself of a status effect powered by its love for its trainer, and there are moments where a Pokemon will turn around looking for encouragement to keep going. Neither this nor an accompanying feature playing with Eevee, she can dress it up, pet it, and feed it berries to further grow her friendship, are totally new, but they're best implemented here on Nintendo Switch, which allows for the richest details of any Pokemon game in the series. Eevee, Pikachu, and every other Pokemon have unique animations and wide-ranging expressions unforeseen in earlier games, even the ones that let Allegra pet her Pokemon or have them follow her around. They feel much more alive in Let's Go in a way that changes the tenor of the game from a serious test of strength to a cheerful family road trip. That more cheerful, family-friendly attitude is sometimes overwhelming for the solo player, however. The idea of bringing the family along extends beyond cuddling up to Pokemon. It borrows heavily from Pokemon Go and its impact on kids and parents worldwide. Cooperative play, a first for the series, allows for a second player to drop in and out of the main quest at will. Having two people battle against one trainer creates an automatic advantage, so even the most challenging battles can become instantly simple. That simplicity is most visible and how Let's Go reinvents wild Pokemon battles, crucial for every trainer if they want to fill out their Pokedex. All right, right back to Pokemon Let's Go in a second, but first, over here on Quality Control, we know that beating a game takes some planning. Coming up next, it's an advertiser segment from Betterment, like a podcast in a podcast. It's about how to plan ahead for your financial future. Ten years ago, the Great Recession sent shockwaves through the global economy. And in that uncertain economic environment, consumers were gripped with fear and doubt. 2008, it was, you know, the Great Recession. People in general had lost trust in the incumbents. And I thought there really ought to be an obvious best answer to the question, what should I do with my money? But there wasn't. That's John Stein, CEO of the financial services company Betterment, which he founded because he felt the economic industry was failing the average investor. Imagine a healthcare system designed with just a shelf of medicine, and you can go and you can take whatever you want, however much you want, but there's no doctors. Just, just figure it out. And I think that's a crazy way to design a system that everyone has to use. I thought, how do we help people make great decisions, put the right kind of information in their hands to help them do better? So along with a team of experts, John developed an online financial advisor that could work for anyone. Maybe you're retiring, or maybe you're thinking about buying a home or having a child in the future. We learn about those things and create goals for you and a financial plan. It's all the things that a great traditional financial advisor might do for you. But financial advisors charge, you know, maybe four times what, what Betterment charges. Betterment, outsmart average. Please remember, investing involves risk, 
This has been advertiser content from Betterment. Thanks for that note from Betterment. To learn more about their tools, visit betterment.com quality. But catching wild Pokemon has now been reduced to a button-pressing minigame, not a one-to-one battle between two monsters. Pokemon Go's influence is most felt here because it's the exact same layout. A trainer runs into a Pokemon, which you can now see walking around the overworld. That makes it easy to decide which Pokemon to go after. Then, they can either swing the Joy-Con forward in an attempt to capture it, or they can press the A button. Both methods rely on watching as a ring around the Pokemon shrinks, much like in Pokemon Go. And just like in Pokemon Go, this capture system incentivizes obtaining Pokemon not to craft a team, but to boost the ones you already have. Allegra likes to name her Pokemon, and she likes to train each one specifically to get a better feel for their movements and stats. It's almost impossible to do that in Pokemon Let's Go, because she's instead spending her time facing down wild Pokemon herself. Just her, a Rattata, and her button-pressing finger. Repetitive as this is, it's necessary. The easiest way to gain experience is through collecting Pokemon in the wild, even if her Pokemon party isn't doing anything to help out. Combined with a limited number of trainer battles, unlike in the previous remake of the Kanto games Fire Red and Leaf Green, there's no mechanism to fight against trainers again and again to grind for experience, leveling up Pokemon is a slog, a battle unto itself. When so much of Let's Go comes across as a celebration of Pokemon's humble beginnings, reimagined with this new start, streamlining one of the most essential parts of the game stands out as a particular frustration. Yes, It's an accommodation for newcomers from Pokemon Go, but if the next mainline Pokemon RPG reverts to business as usual, they'll have a steep learning curve to face. It's important to take into account that Allegra's perspective is one of someone who grew up with the original Pokemon games. Just as she was struck by Pokemon Red with wide-eyed wonder and drawn to its novelty, Pokemon Let's Go may do the same to today's newcomers. That means that the competitive parts of the game, the more granular stat-building, The increased level of difficulty, the grind of leveling up, are much less important than in the series' more recent mainline RPGs. For someone new to Pokemon, or who has only played Pokemon Go, softening the edges is a good choice. Co-op play or one-button wild battles may not be what she's used to, but reiteration seems against the point here. This is Pokemon's console debut, and with that comes reinvention for all kinds of players, not just the ones who came of age with Pokemon a long time ago. Keeping that aspect in mind makes Let's Go a whole lot easier to like. Allegra will always find something comforting about the Kanto region, a place that feels as familiar to her now as any place she's lived in. And the undeniable cuteness of becoming best friends with Eevee is a touch that almost by itself justifies playing through the game. Shedding expectations about what Pokemon is supposed to be is the toughest challenge here, more than trying to become a Pokemon master. But we're now in a new era of Pokemon, with a new generation of young trainers. Maybe the only way forward is to let go of the past. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Hey, Quality Control listeners. I'm Russ Frushik, and I want to let you know about a new season of the History of Fun podcast available now. 
In the past, we've gone deep into the hidden backstories of the things you love from Neopets. He was a huge Scientologist. <laughs> With the power of Dianetics guiding him, he signed mm-hmm. on as CEO of Neopets. To Happy Meals. So, the first toys weren't great. They kind of sucked. But it doesn't matter because, wow, you're getting free right. surprise random toy totally. in your, your food. To Toys R Us. Well, before he became Jeffrey, he looks... Well, actually, I think it was the first version of Jeffrey also is, like, very animal-like. Like, it's like, oh, you're a giraffe. For this new season, we're diving into the strange world of holiday traditions. Like, where did trick-or-treating even come from? Or how about the origins of the mighty and terrible anti-Santa, Krampus? Join the history of fun for a weekly jaunt guaranteed to warm up your holiday season. Listen now on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.